Well, hello and welcome to the Leverage 3 Podcast. This is the show that helps you leverage the talent and tactics of high performers. I'm Craig Shoemaker, and today's guest is Virgil Brewster. Virgil helps entrepreneurs monetize their minds with courses, and in the process, he's built a $10 million course creation business. Virgil, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Craig. Thank you. It's so, so great to have you here. And, you know, I got to say, you've got one of the best views of anybody on the internet. Yeah, it's a shame that in Bali it's dark now that I would love to turn the camera around, <laughs> but then you were looking at this black hole, right? So, right. Uh, so yeah, ba- Bali is fantastic. The views are amazing. Life is incredible. People are incredible. So for sure, it is a great place to live your life. That's awesome. Yeah, I- I've, I've interviewed you know, hundreds of people all around the world. And I think you are my inaugural guest from Bali. So I'm, I'm really happy that it's, that it's you. <laughs> I'm proud of that. I'm proud. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> it, it, it's, it's great. You know, uh, living abroad is something, something unique. You know, uh, it, is, it is a great way of expanding your lifestyle, trying different things. So I would say everybody, if you think about it or you, you dream about it, Go live abroad, even right. if it is for a year. It will be yeah. incredible. It will change your life for sure. Yeah, I bet. Well, speaking of life and changes and, and everything you've experienced, I mean, you've had this incredible journey of building up a course business and, and building courses for other people to where you've achieved some ridiculous amounts of success. And so I just wanted to kind of dive into that a little bit. So when you're looking at people or companies that you want to work with, with courses, like how do you know when people are ready to be able to, to build a course and make something out of it? Yeah, it's a good question. Well, first of all, uh, you always need an audience if you want to launch a course. There are many entrepreneurs and creators out there who are really craving for attention and they say, okay, I'm ready. I'm going to bring out a course, but you, you need an audience. So for me, if I uh, work with people, I look at how big is your audience. And, and don't get me wrong, you don't need tens of thousands of people. One of my mentors used to say, if you have a thousand raving fans, you're going to do incredible. So if you have up to 2,000, 3,000 followers, you have a good base of, uh, of, of package your knowledge and, and launch a course, so to speak. Yes. And so... So, so that, that base is really important. Now, I know sometimes people fall into the trap. They, they sort of build an audience. I don't know if the wrong way is the right way to put it, but how do you gauge the temperature on people's uh, following and their, you know, their audience to know whether or not they're dialed in right? Yeah, there are many ways of doing it. But first of all, you need to establish, you see uh, the number of followers is more like a number. I can go out there and, 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 and do a lot of giveaways. I can do a lot of, of, of things to attract people towards me fast and then those people leave. So the gauge to see if an audience is fit for a course creation and then after that a course launch is how is the relationship that the creator has with his audience? How responsive are they? How uh, much are they responding to the content that is put out there? And I've seen... Uh, accounts, let's say, let's use Twitter as an example here because we all live on Twitter nowadays. I love that platform. Right. Um, <laughs> so do I. <laughs> yes, I love it. But you see their accounts that are hundreds of thousands big and you see the engagement is really low. 
And then you see like accounts that have 3,000, 4,000 followers, but those people are highly engaging. And, and that's enough to, to investigate if your idea will work with your audience. That's the next step, obviously. But that's the way to judge, basically, if an audience is ready to buy, is prepped to buy, so to speak. Mm. So that's, that's, that's one of the ways of, of, of looking at it. Secondly, it is important that how did this uh, creator gained those followers? In what way? There are many ways of gaining it, but uh, I prefer like a slow growth. For example, you have creators like Kieran Drew who built an audience over three years time and then eventually start monetizing. Now, in my world, I like to do it a little bit faster. But to, <laughs> right. to, to get, yeah, you want to be faster, right? But the idea or the concept of, of, of the way he thought about it is uh, really nurture that audience first. So really make, build a relationship with them and then go. So right. that is one of the criteria that, uh, that, that makes or breaks a great course creator, for sure. Hmm. Yes. Now, now, some people are excellent at what they do and they have skills and they have passions and they even have a track record of achievement behind them. But sometimes they feel like, I don't know if I'm a teacher or I don't know if I'm necessarily the right person to build something in order to, to create a course. How do you deal with a situation like that? Well, first of all, you need to look at uh, the course industry uh, from, a, from a bird's eye view, from a 30,000 foot view. So what is that industry about? Yes, there are a lot of professional institutions who are teaching courses. For example, Harvard has their free business uh, courses and stuff like that. But on the other side of the spectrum, you also have the creator who talks about knitting. And then you think about knitting. Is that something somebody buys? And I'm going to tell you, people buy a lot of <laughs> knitting courses. It's weird, but, but it's like that. So first it's of hard, all, man. <laughs> knitting is hard. I've never tried it, but it looks hard. But to get an idea is that when you have a passion for something and you can solve a problem within that passion space, you are great to, to share your knowledge with the world and package it in a course. Because people like to buy from people. They don't want to buy from a professor or some guy who talks really fancy. They want to buy like right. people like you and I, you know, who like to talk or like to have a laugh or like you are a little bit crazy in the head sometimes. And uh, that's what people like. So it all starts in the mind. And that is uh, where a lot of creators sort of fail because to build, launch and sell a course is a tactic. Right, it is. It is. You need to do certain steps in order to 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 create to validate your idea, to to see if, if people want to buy it and eventually sell it. There, there are ways you can literally follow the steps, but the problem that arises is always in the mind, and that is where the biggest struggle of entrepreneurs uh, in general uh, starts. It starts in their head because if you think about it, 
it all starts in your mind, right? With an idea, like this little pocket of energy that's there. And you believe like, I'm crack and I'm like to create a podcasting course. And yes, I'm going to do it because I'm in love with podcasting. I've helped so many people over the world. So this is what I'm going to do. And you have ground to do that, right? Because you do podcasting from 2005, I understood. So right, yeah, you, yeah. Yeah, you have the, the means to do so. And there are people who are way behind you who like to learn from you. So that will work. But then you lay in bed at night and there you are in your dark lit room only with your thoughts. And then comes this little voice and says, but crack, nobody will buy this. And then your mind starts to wander off. And that mind is always lying. But you don't. It is so persuasive. It, it's so real that that you act upon those lies and then that's where people quit and that's a shame that's a shame so it's a big mindset component in this whole part what i preach and what i experience in my own journey which i yeah really like to share with people in with people i work with but also in podcasts like these or in my tweets i always say the mind is lying you see i'd like a broken record but it is it is simply not true because you can do whatever you want if you only take action. So, all right, lead, lead us through this here. Do you, if you feel comfortable, do you have a time in your life that you can recall where you heard that voice and you almost succumbed to it? But, but like, what did you do to turn things around? Well, the funny part is to, to lead into this, to this answer, I need to, to tell you this little story that I was at, at a mastermind. And at that mastermind, I was a very small fish. I was just beginning and we started to build success for our business. And next to me was this millionaire guy who made 10 million in uh, 20 million in profit in a year. It was insane. And then we did nothing, me and my business partners at the time. So we were like, wow, like with this guy. <laughs> and then <laughs> we were really amazed. We were in awe. And it's we good really to network like, up, you know? <laughs> yeah, you, we really look up to this guy. And then he started talking. And then, and then we were, had this lunch and then he said, oh, shit. I need to launch this new thing, but I'm not sure that people really want it and maybe I shouldn't do it. And we were looking really amazed at him like, but hang on a minute, you are doing 20, 30 million in sales and you are afraid to launch a product? So what does it mean is that imposter syndrome, but that basically is what it is, is on every level with the beginner, with the intermediate and the high performer, you always have to deal with imposter syndrome. Well, in order to deal with it, I uh, have it until this day. You know, even if I went on this podcast, I have to be honest here with you, Craig. I'm quite, quite of nervous. What if I have nothing to say? I'll sit here and with my Bali internet, uh, everything stops and oh shit, and think, <laughs> what is this guy doing? You know, so it's normal. And the solution or the solution that I found, I found in kettlebell training. And now you might wonder, what has kettlebell training to do with imposter syndrome? <laughs> well, I was training at and trainer. This guy was in his 70s, a 70-year-old guy, super strong. And he was really like this big two-meter uh, English wow. guy. And he was screaming. And we did kettlebell swings. And for people who are exercising a little, you know, we need to do 10 times 10 kettlebell swings. Terrible. So I was standing there looking at my kettlebell and about to swing and my mind wandered off like, oh shit, it's going to hurt. I got my hands are going to go like this. <laughs> <laughs> and he looked across the room at me and then he screamed, Virgil, pick up the damn bells 
cry later. <laughs> and I'm like, what? So, okay, I did my thing and, and it ended, it was done. And he walked up to me and then he said, okay, Virgil, how do you feel? I said, yeah, my hands are bleeding. I'm tired, but I feel great. And then he said this to me. He said, you know what? You can cry now. You can cry now that you, what you were about to do. And I was sweating. I was thinking, what kind of madness is this? I just done it. <laughs> <laughs> and then he walked away. And then he walked away. You learn well, my young Padwan. He was really a Star Wars fan, obviously. Right. <laughs> so he walked yeah. away. So the concept of cry later really stuck with me and I always used it. So that was, is my solution. So the solution, mm. when imposter syndrome comes up and you had these voices in your head that talking, then use the cry later concept. And what do you do? You take action. So let's say you need to edit a long podcast of Virgil with all us, 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 us. And then you <laughs> think, oh, shit. <laughs> you know? <laughs> this, this and then you think, oh, shit, I need to do this. And what? Oh, no. And then in that, that moment, you just do it. And then you cry later about it. And then you will see that your mind fears things or hates things or dislikes things that don't deserve your attention at all. And that, that, that was, for me, like, mind-blowing. And I share this with the world. And, yeah, it worked for me. And it probably worked for many other people. So try it. I dare you to try it. I, I love that. And, and I've seen you share that message many times uh, in your feed. And that story adds so much more life to it. Like that, I, I love the entire concept. That's awesome. Uh, so did you cry? I did cry, but not of <laughs> doing the <laughs> I cried. I cried of pain in my hands. And I, so yeah, right? I did cry. I did cry. <laughs> So when, when I think about all the different ways that you can build a course, I mean, there's so many different options you've got. You could build a course in an email chain. You could host one on a Discord server. Uh, you could do a private podcast. You could do a video course. Like there's all these different options you have available to you. When, when you're looking at working with a creator, how do you know where to pair which avenue or which method with what they're good at? Well, you know what the beauty is, Craig? Every method works so an email course works a video course works even i've seen people put only a, a pdf course out and crushed it so yeah all of the all those things will work if the the content is great so first of all you need to understand that how do people learn right so people have three ways of learning one they like to see things some like to hear things and some like like to read things I know there are fancy words for it, but I'm a Dutchie. I have no idea what the fancy words are, but <laughs> in, in, in simple words, I like to read, I like to see, or I like to hear. So think about uh, this podcast, for example, you can put it on while you commute or while you, while you go to training. Uh, so those are the three important things. So then, uh, yeah, I look at the creator. What is your personal preference? For you, it's audio, right? It would make no sense for you to create an email course because that is, you know, I, I, as far as I can know, know you and see your content, you would do well in audio and video. So I do both. Preferably, I want to do all three because that creates added value for your clients. So people have the chance mm. to read, people have the chance to listen, and people have the chance to watch. So in short, that is, that is the, the answer. It's not so sexy maybe. But, uh, but yeah, always choose the format that suits you because you are the creator, it's your world and you decide you're the boss. 
So, uh, so yeah, that's what, 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 what I always advise hey man, people. I like what works. That that's my favorite answer. So yeah, <laughs> oh, wait, I should have okay, you said have it this... like that. <laughs> <laughs> like what? So you have this, whatever works. Right, right. So you have this monster bio, right? $10 million in core sales. Like I, that is one of the biggest curiosity loops that I've seen opened in a bio in a long time. So t t tell me about this journey. Like, was this one course? Is it multiple courses? What was the starting point like? Like, t tell me the story. Well, first of all, uh, <laughs> I'm still amazed by it, right? Um, and <laughs> it, it started. It started basically over five years ago, and it, I had uh, I met two business partners. So it was not me by myself. There were two other two other people involved who we did this together with, and uh, it was only in Holland. So that is the incredible part about it. We didn't went internationally. It was in Holland only. So it all started. What is the base of everything I teach about courses today? Back then we didn't had a clue, and it worked. So what did we do? The first <laughs> thing. The first thing is we were crazy. We really loved to do something, <laughs> but we had, we had no clue. We had no clue what to do. The only thing that we really wanted is to make a shit ton of money. That, that was our, our, our thing, right? I mean, you know, if you're going to do it, might as well do it right. Do it, but but we, then again, we never had a 10 million mark on, the, on, on a whiteboard or something. And we had no clue what we're right. doing. So basically, we were reading one book. And the book was called Dotcom Secret by Russell Brunson. So Russell Brunson used a concept called funnel hacking and we, we created our own version of it and we created course hacking. So what we did, we bought all the big Amazon courses and we looked at how do they do it and how they present it. And we created our own version from that. And uh, that was the start of the course. And we started doing that and then we started uh, selling basically nothing. And that's a concept of what we call <laughs> sell, sell before you make. Sell before you right. make is incredible because what you do basically, you go to a bunch of uh, people, your friends, and you say, hi, I have this cool course. It's about selling on, online. You buy things in China and you can make a lot of money. Do you want to buy it? It costs you 100 euros back then in the day or 200. I don't know even what we asked for it again. And then people buy it. And then we, we don't have anything yet, right? And then we say, look, we're going to co-create it together. And so we co-created together with them what they wanted. So all the modules in the course were basically literally their pain points, their problems, and what they want to learn. And until this day, I'm still use that method with all the people I work with uh, because it, it's very, very simple. So that validation process helped us to get more insights in the problems of our market and then we started to scale up with ads. So hmm. please, yeah, please, you want to ask something? Uh, well, uh, yeah, so I, the validation process and, and as people pre-sell, I think is a little bit of a mystery to some because it's like, okay, I, I have this wide spectrum of I can come to people with an idea or I could come to people with basically the course intact and now I'm looking for feedback. So between those two different sides of the spectrum, where do you like to fall? I like to go all the way to the left side or the first side of that spectrum because there's a big danger if I spend a lot of time in creating something 
what in my mind is amazing, right? Because when you work on something, you believe that you are the next, create the next Avatar 2 movie. You know, I'm going to make something so cool. People are going to love it. They're going to run with it. And right. the reality is that people will see it and then they think, well, it's nice, but it's not really what I was looking for. So, mm. or you need to understand your audience in such an incredible way, but then you've done the validation upfront already. So basically, I always start with, basically the process is as follows. I start with, I have an idea. Let's say Craig wants a podcast course. So the first thing I'm going to do is find out, okay, are there people who are running into problems with podcasts? Well, with common sense. And if you look on, online, you see they do. How do I start? How to record? What microphone? What head? So you know there's a lot of problems right. there. Right, so you that's so, they, so you have ground for investigation. That's really important. Ground for investigation, not ground for building your course and selling it. That's not it yet. So you are going to just ask questions in your circle first, and then in a wider social circle where you're going to post po uh, questions. You can use Reddit or Quora where you can can comment and ask questions, and people will respond. And there you're going to get a lot of uh, interesting data about what are the, exactly the pain points of people. What are, is the language that they use and what do they actually need help with? So that's your first layer of validation. But we didn't stop there because we learned the hard way. The first version of the course that we did flopped and we paid a lot of money with ads. So we became more mm. careful with what we put out. So we add a second layer of validation just to save our pockets. And it worked out really incredibly well. So what we did, we interviewed people and that's a pain in the ass. Because you need to go out, you need to reach out to, first of all, you can ask your mom and your, and your friend who doesn't give a <laughs> shit about, you know, podcasting and they, they, they cannot give you any answers, right? So, so you need to venture out and now the first time you need to sell, you need to sell yourself and have a conversation with a complete stranger. Hey, can I ask you some questions? And that is hard, but there's a formula for that. You know, there's an easy way, build a nice connection and ask the question, basically human you know, the way how you talk to a friend, how you don't want to walk out in the street and start randomly talk to somebody. Hey, I have a course in podcasting. Are you interested? The guy is going to look at you. What are you on about? You know, you're going to first start like, hey, how's the weather? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, it's very nice. Oh, yeah, what do you do? I live in Bali. Oh, Bali, oh, real. what do you do? Yeah, I do a course in podcast. Podcasting, oh, nice. So you really slowly get into it. And then you're going to ask those people a couple of, basically a couple of questions. Simple. The first one is, well, do you struggle with podcasting? Validation number one, they're going to say yes. Then you're going to say, have you ever looked for solutions to solve your problem in other courses? What you want to hear is, are they seeking for other courses as well? That's very important because mm -hmm. if they do, the chance that they're going to buy yours is a little bit bigger, right? And then you're going to say something really bold. And you're going to say, hey, let's say I have a podcasting course, Cracks Podcasting One-on-One -on -one Masterclass. And uh, right. cool, cool title, by the way. I like and, it. I like it. <laughs> you should do it. Yeah. Cracks <laughs> podcasting one-on-one. -on -one no, it doesn't really sound well, but okay. <laughs> uh, what if I have this cool crack one-on-one -on -one podcasting masterclass? Would you buy it if I solve everything technically and I show you how to promote your show? And then they're going to say, well, yeah. And then the fourth question is maybe, maybe the most important one is, are you willing to pay for it? Well, some mm. of them will say no. Most of them will say yes. But why is this question so important? 
because they are going to tell you a price point that you are never going to dream about. And that is weird. Because your mind, remember, is still lying. Your mind saying, oh, nobody's going to buy it, so I make it $10. Yes. Yes. Cracks Podcasting Masterclass one-on-one is 10 bucks. It's amazing. 24 hours videos, 40 PDFs. I support you every hour <laughs> of the day. 10 bucks. Right. You know, that's how creators think. I used to think like that. Yeah. <laughs> so I know. Right. And then these people say, what do you want to pay? And then they're going to say like, well, I would pay like uh, $750 for it. And you look, what? <laughs> <laughs> like uh, 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 okay oh how cool so but it gives you an idea about value the value you present in people's eyes so that is the way how i would go about validation it's i know it's a long answer but it's really important to go over these steps because if you don't do that you're going to lose a lot of time a lot of energy and your mind's going to say you see it didn't work i told you go back to your job so uh, so that's very, very important to validate level one, social circle, level two interviews. Well, and I, I don't think that's a long answer. And, and I think the fact that you point out that the work that's required in the beginning, it, it, it's, you're going to pay that debt down, like you said, either in the beginning or at the end. So you just have to pick which one is less painful. And I'm going to have to say the one up front is going to be a lot less painful and probably a lot more fun too. And you can always cry later anyway, right? Oh, you can, of course. <laughs> you always can cry later. <laughs> That's the beauty of it. <laughs> so when, when it comes to actually making the sale, right? I, I know that you've had a, a fair amount of experience doing this. Um, there's a lot of different options available to you. Like you said, you, you could do paid ads and outbound, you're, you're working through organic and, and, and um, webinars and things of that nature. Like what's your philosophy that you approach, use when you approach selling a course? So I think the best way to answer this question is to approach it from an organic point of view, right? Because paid ads is very straightforward. First of all, warning, don't run your own ads if you don't know what you're doing you're going to lose a shit ton of money and you're going to burn mm. your budget out in seconds. So the first rule of engagement was in Russell Brunson's book regarding paid ads. When you're going to run ads, hire an agency, let the professionals do it. You focus on creation and your funnel. The rest, outsource. Literally in the book, literally what we did. We take, so took a lot of savings. We said, hi, guys. And in the ClickFunnels community is huge. Who's the best uh, ad agency in the world? Uh, there, was, there are many, many great um, ad agencies out there. We picked one and we ran with it and they were incredible. If, if we hmm. did it ourselves for a while, we lost a lot of money. Uh, we had no clue what to do. And they came in and they said, uh, you don't have a pixel on your website? Really? We like <laughs> pixel. Okay. So, so, Tell me about so that's big. <laughs> yeah, this pixel, dude, is it important? Well, yeah. So, so stay away. So, that ad perspective, you want to do it, outsource. Now, let's take a look at the organic way. Because the organic way, you need to first draw attention towards you because attention is a new currency in paid ads as in organic. So, you need a certain way to find and to get attention towards you. So the best way of doing that is start on Twitter and share your stories and your personality. Most of you guys listening now already doing that, I hope. And then you're fine. 
But it is very important that you make a bridge from Twitter to a newsletter. We didn't in the beginning. We didn't and we burned very bad because mm. we worked on Facebook and Facebook decided to block one of our accounts and all of a sudden we had no access to our page and we had no access to our clients or to the potential clients. So we were done. Right. So then we went to the seminar and then the first guy walked over and said, the one who don't have an email newsletter owns nobody, owns nothing. It's in the mercy of Mark Zuckerberg and the rest of the world. So we realized that. So in this system, bring them over from Twitter to the newsletter and the newsletter you own those people. And then there you can start building um, relationships with them. And maybe a side note about newsletter. I don't go too deep into newsletter marketing, but always be selling. And I know mm. this sounds really painful. And I know this. <laughs> <laughs> that is the most painful word for many people next to money. Money is evil. Money is... So selling, why should I say I need to give them away? I need to nurture them. I need to really give them everything. I need to make $10 course. I need to present to them. No. The people on your list from Twitter need to understand that you are selling. And it doesn't mean that you're going to go hard banging, say, here, do this. No, do it in beautiful storytelling, but always at the end of an email, make a certain offer. Even if that offer is sign up for a waiting list or buy my $10 cracks podcasting one-on-one masterclass, $10, put it in there <laughs> to educate right. and creating a buying environment. And that is uh, was fundamental for us for, for, for our growth of doing that. And sometimes we went a little bit too far where we, <laughs> we were selling mm. like every, every second and there was a little bit too much. So you need to find your way, but keep that in mind, always be selling. And then when you have uh, your, your people on your list who are raving fans, they love what you do, probably you write in a really cool way, um, they are going to wait until you're going to launch. And then the launch process starts and that's another part. But that is uh, organically how I should do it. In a nutshell, create cool content, bring them on, on a newsletter, build a deeper relationship, sell at the end of every email, something. Even if it's $1, it doesn't matter. As long as you sell something. Right. Yes, that would be it. it. Man, you, you've shared such amazing insights and, and content here. And I think what's interesting is you started off talking about mindset of the creator and you ended up talking about the mindset of your audience of knowing that you have offer an offer available and value to provide. And so I, I think that's just a, a brilliant way to frame things. And one of the things that I like to do at the end of each show is give you an opportunity to share three actionable tips that the people listening and watching can take with them. And you've already given us so much, but I'm curious, like, what would you give us? So first of all, the first one, that's actionable, it's very simple. Live your freaking life. Because you know what it is? I know maybe you expect like a cool tactic or a cool launch strategy or a cool... The thing is, if you don't live and you don't gain experiences in crazy ass ways or serious ways or in uh, happiness or in adversity in bad times, that forms your character. And that gives you also a lot of knowledge about a lot of things. 
and knowledge not that you can accumulate over time you can always use in podcasts like this in marketing in building relationships business-wise or personally when you have something to tap into like an information source uh, it's an incredible incredible resource that will uh, serve you well and you only get that by living your life do crazy stuff going out and get drunk i know i will piss off all the the habit guys and all the cold showering guys i know <laughs> you can you can bring it on on in my dms curse me haunt me but go and get drunk party away live your life because your life is short see it as a little counter that the moment you were born start running down and you don't know where it is and you never know when it ends so live your life is number one so number two is a business one and we talked a lot about it but it is really important if you do courses if you run a podcast you like to start a podcast whatever you do validate your ideas always with your target audience not with your mom because your mom is gonna love what you do i promise you <laughs> thanks mom <laughs> thanks mom your great advice yes let's build a course cracks podcasting one-on-one -on -one masterclass yes ten dollars <laughs> no so always validate your ideas and the last one is always be selling always be selling the moment you were born you started to sell to your mom when you were hungry you cried when you are when you were older you were selling because you wanted some candy and you put that puppy face on now that you are a creator, entrepreneur, and you like to conquer the world, you need to sell. It's in your system. It is completely normal. It is completely normal to sell and to earn money and to close down before maybe this gets too long. One of my mentors used to say to me, Virgil, listen, you have a duty to sell your knowledge to the world. And why is that? You're not selling to one person. You sell and impact generations. And I was looking at him like, generations, what do you mean? Well, think about it like this. You have one client who buys Cracks Podcasting one-on-one -on -one Masterclass. And this person's life is going to change. Everything around this person's life is going to change. He will attract money. He will attract um, abundance and he will attract great people who will lift him up instead of putting him down at some point these persons these people can get children and they will teach those values that they have accumulated over time to their children and so on and so on so you're not selling to one or uh, you're selling to generations so it is your duty and that stuck with me all the time and I really believe in that message Hey, thanks so much for being a part of the show. Let's continue this conversation. Feel free to connect with me on Twitter where I'm at Craig Shoemaker. So go out and have an amazing day. I hope you get a chance to find someone to love, find someone to forgive and find someone to encourage because we are most certainly not in this alone. And I'll see you again here soon on the Leverage 3 podcast. <laughs>